Hello ladies and gentlemen, hello listeners, and welcome to this exciting podcast of Dissecting the Magic of myself, Adam Hughes. And myself, Elijah Garcia. So today we're going to be recapping where we left off last time, which is mm-hmm. book number four of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, uh, with our character Dumbledore. So um, as we spoke about before, we've had quite a big shift from yeah, books absolutely, three to four. Absolutely. And four onwards, I think we agree, is quite a big turning yeah. point. Um, so we're going to be carrying on with our story of Dumbledore from there. Yeah, um, I hope uh, that now as we explore uh, book four, five, six, and even seven, mm. um, I hope we get to understand uh, Dumbledore a little bit more. Mm. Um, I know in our last episode we were a little bit confused, at least I was, yeah. um, about the character and, and his um, kind of way of acting and mm. way of approaching His uh, motives seem his very motives. strange. Exactly. And not only strange, they seem irrational. You know, I had a little bit of time to think about it and they 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 don't make sense if mm. i'm quite honest they don't seem uh, something that a character of that caliber would do yes um let's see if we uh as we approach these different shifts in time you know this different shift in things that happen things start to get serious now yeah so um let's see if we get to you know go deeper into the character's mm. mind let's see if we are able to make a sense of it yeah uh, hopefully we will yes so we're carrying on from book four now because you've done one to three and we've explored his backstory yeah absolutely. i think from here things seem a bit um more serious here because obviously the order of the phoenix is re-established yeah um dumbledore is trying to make sense of all that's everything that's going on around yeah. him he's trying to figure out exactly where Voldemort's power lies because Harry um, at the end of because obviously we start off this book um, with obviously Harry um, having a, a some kind of um, vision of Voldemort yeah. and Peter Pettigrew and a character called Frank Bryce who's yeah. a muggle who was murdered uh, and Dumbledore seemed to be the only person in the ministry who seemed to be you know aware of this yeah so I think that you know Dumbledore's awareness of everything that's going on around him is you know it's all sensory he knows what's going on yeah exactly so he so he's connecting the dots here, I think, where other members of the Ministry yeah. aren't. He's, he knows that something's going to happen. Absolutely. He knows that Peter Pettigrew escaped. And I think uh, this mm. alertness, Cara, kind of it's um, emphasised when Harry Potter um, starts uh, the Triwizard Tournament. Yes. Right? And when suddenly um, something goes wrong and from the Goblet of Fire, Harry's name appears mm. now that must alert Dumbledore surely yeah I think what also is strange is the fact that he lets it all happen well again again we, we kind of introduced this character who just lets everything this unfold passive kind of character yeah. which um, it, it is really strange however I do understand why he did that in the Goblet of Fire because um, let's remember that participating in the Triwizard Tournament um, is a contract a magical contract that cannot be broken I suppose so, it's different to anything regular so exactly it, it's very so, different. so I do understand why this behavior obviously he does not want to mess up Harry's magical life or, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know exactly what would happen Maybe the there's contract. a bond. Maybe there's some yeah. kind of magical bond with yeah, the wizard quite, and the goblet. Could know. be. Um, so I understand why he lets that unfold. However, why does he allow the Triwizard Tournament to to happen in the situation that's unfolding? I don't know if that makes any sense. I know that I, I completely agree. I think Dumbledore's ties for peace. I think over overlook his you know his his you know his moral compass mm-hmm. his moral compass is very much telling him no stop this now stop McGonagall, this is, McGonagall yeah. is telling him that you know 
I don't know whether that was in the book or the film. I know it was in the film. I can't remember if it was in the book or not. Man, McGonagall telling Dumbledore. Yeah, McG yeah that's in like the book too. Yeah. Is it in the yeah, book too? Yeah. Cool. Because, you know, because is there some kind of scene with McGonagall, Snape and... No, because that, that was in the big chamber room, Yeah, no, it? yeah. Yes, but, of course, um, this, of course, yeah. this, uh, this does happen. Like, they, we do have professors telling Dumbledore... Uh, now it's not the time. However, Dumbledore seems to, you know, uh, accept that it is the time and seems to carry on forward. And then that's when we start getting trouble. Yeah. And that is um, Harry's name suddenly appears. Yeah. And he has to compete in the Triwizard Tournament. What uh, I think is nice as well is that, you know, there's so many characters around him. We're introduced suddenly. I think book four is another pivotal role because we're suddenly introduced to not only a new magical school. We're introduced to two new magical schools. We're yeah. introduced to new characters. You know, yeah. we're introduced to... A whole host of other things. Yeah. For instance, we're introduced more into the world of the ministry. So Arthur Weasley yeah. talks about all these ministry contacts. Yeah. You know, there's Barsimus Crouch. You know, uh, Dumbledore is wary of Barty Crouch. Yeah. He knows how powerful he is. He knows that you know Barty Crouch is someone who's not to be messed with. He's someone who had his life messed up. Yeah. And he knows that he's fragile. He's on edge. So immediately, I think Dumbledore is wary of that. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. And I, I and I think that his his idea of peace, I think Dumbledore's idea of peace is to not let it, I don't know, let it unfold and then, Absolutely. which is weird, you know, which I think is kind of strange because it all happens. And as we discussed, Dumbledore could easily, you know, yeah. wipe out so if, much. If, if, if Dumbledore knew that Alastair Moody was not Alastair Moody, yeah. um, he could easily just about the Kadabra and done. Yeah, this is the end of this book, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, um, but I think as well, that's, that's, I think Dumbledore knows that that's an easy solution. He knows yeah. that doing that will destroy him in a way See, that he doesn't want to risk. I, I am, I fear that we are idolizing Albus a little bit too much. I, I, in what sense? I, I, I fear that we're giving him too much knowledge, too much power. He is a human being, granted he's the greatest wizard, he's a smart, he's a professor, he's, you know, the, the headmaster of Hogwarts, yeah. and, you know. However, I feel that maybe we are, we're making him more of a god than, than what a he human, is. Yeah. Um, he's a human, and as a human, you are allowed to make mistakes. Oh, yeah. You are allowed to not know about everything. You're allowed to be ignorant of stuff. Yeah, totally. I think Dumbledore's led by fear. Yeah. I think Dumbledore's entire existence is determined by fear. Fear of himself, fear of the unknown, fear of what he can do. Because, you know, it, I think he if he did what we say what we've yeah. just been discussing if he if he did all these things if he you know if he cast the the spell of death over anyone who got in his way yeah. that would make him a monster and Absol he knows that. absolutely absolutely and i think that's something that's an underlying feature in many of many villains is that you know they kill because you, for no obviously reason you know than, yeah. you know more than me about you know the psychopathic behavior psychopathic yeah, um, behavior uh, but I think it's just, you know, it's a, it's a case of he, he knows that doing that will be a step into a world that he doesn't want. Yeah. And it's going to bring a whole load of other, you know, of of memories back for him. It's going to bring a whole load of stuff back to his door, stuff that yeah. he doesn't want, you know. I think um, Albus is wise enough to understand when he has to fight and when he has to just let things unfold. To, oh, yeah. To maybe get a deeper <laughs> understanding you know, mm. um, a deeper understanding of everything that goes exactly. On Sometimes yeah. you gotta lose some to understand how to win. You gotta lose a battle to win the war. I guess that's um... and I suppose Dumbledore's idea of the greater good. I suppose will always be there because yeah. you know. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's for the greater good that you know Cedric Diggory died, which is yeah, sad because is... Cedric Diggory, a young lad, dies 
at the end of this book. Well, see, that's um, that's really interesting what you're posing here, because mm. the way I see it, um, Cedric Diggory dying was, in any shape or form, was not in Albus's plans. Oh no way! So I think when that happens, um, stuff starts getting serious, and um, by that I mean Albus starts going like, I actually cocked up. Oh yeah, and, and he knows that he made mistakes. Yeah, and and then that's when. Um, you know, later on when we progress in book five, he goes into another level of seriousness. Did you realize that from book four to book five, there's this shift in Albus that is like, stop messing around, you know, I'm telling the students now, Voldemort is back. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fighting being... against the ministry. Exactly. I'm not being an observer anymore. Now this is my war. Because he's he's formed the Order of the Phoenix. He's formed all of this around Beautiful, him. Beautiful, yeah. So absolutely. he's formed the battle, and he knows that he's going to fight all kinds of prejudice. Like he said to um, Cornelius Fudge at the end of Book Four, you know, you'll be remembered inside and out of Ministry as the wizard who acted. If not, you'll be remembered forever as the wizard who stood aside exactly. and allowed Voldemort a chance. And I think Dumbledore. I think gave Vault. I don't think he knew of the plan. He definitely didn't know that Voldemort would rise again. He knew he would rise again. He didn't know when. He didn't know where. He, he didn't yeah, know how. I mean, absolutely, he knew he would rise again because he says it on book one. Yeah, like he, 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 one, he yeah. foreshadows uh, Voldemort in book one. <laughs> yeah, he knows what's going to happen. But I think yeah. what is what I think is interesting is the, just the fact that he, you know, he's he's got all this power around him to make things stop, but he just can't. Yeah, and there's like you said, there's some things that he can't foreshadow but from book five he you know he immediately knows that if he lets harry in he knows that voldemort could very easily see through harry's eyes yeah know the closeness between him and dumbledore and know that he can use fold and use harry against him as, yeah. a, as a tool to get yeah, what he has leverage exactly like he did with harry and Sirius, like he yeah. did with Sirius. he knew that harry would do anything to save Sirius. he banked on that yeah and Dumbledore um, knew that as well. I think um, Dumbledore is afraid that Harry is not strong enough for the task. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that's why he kind of keeps him a little bit um, out of the loop. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I think that's, um, that's stupid of him. Oh, yes. Um, because in, um, a person without information is a person that cannot do anything about Oh, yeah, exactly. Anything, you know. Um, so Albus... Um, can be a little bit pedantic. Oh, yes. And uh, great minds can always be a little bit pedantic. Oh, yeah. Um, by that I mean he, he puts too much on himself when he should be sharing knowledge, he should be sharing his plans. And that's kind of reflected um, later on once he just commands Harry to do his bidding for him. Yeah, send him on this goose chase to find the Horcruxes I, with nothing to go on. Like, I, don't, like Ron said, exactly. what was Dumbledore's plan, Harry? And he said, I, I don't know. Because, find the Horcruxes. Yeah, what, what else? Because <laughs> yeah. maybe there is the possibility that there was no plan. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, we have to... Of all his greatness and all his knowledge, he probably didn't know that much yeah, to go I mean, on. Because, yeah, you know, Tom Riddle was an incredibly secretive person. Did he know where Tom Riddle hid him yeah. anything? No, of course he didn't. Did he know any of this? You know, what 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 was all that about? I, I think, you know, that's reflected, I think, in the later books, definitely, that he's got yeah. so much oversee that he can't see what's going on underneath everything else. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, his life is constantly shadowed by regret and death. Those are the two themes, yeah. I think, shadow his entire life, his entire existence. And I think that's very scary. I think yeah. that's quite a scary thing for someone. Well, I think regret is a driving force that... Um... Uh, you know, it drives the majority of people who do great things. Oh, yes. Um, 
and that's because there's this element of greed behind you know there's this element of like let's not let these things that i've done in the past mark my future i can oh, yes. still i can still redeem myself you know re regret leads to redemption oh, yes. and redemption leads to action leads to you know somebody taking a chance and moving forward and oh, not yes. letting anything um stand in the way and oh, that yeah. leads ultimately to great things mm. either in the good way or in the bad way but great nevertheless greatness all the same exactly yeah. like you know cr uh, like um, Ollivander said, you know, he did great things, terrible but great. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's that kind of idea all over again. But I think, you know, in, and even in book five to six, we see even more of a fall for Alva Stumble. What yeah. I absolutely love, though, however, is, again, we see just going, you know, skipping back a little bit, the end of book four, just like I think for those listeners that heard the introduction, I read that passage yeah. where Dumbledore broke into the office, knocked down Moody, you know, with just yeah. one powerful blast of a spell, he caused all this. And Harry said he'd never been so terrified in his life that he'd seen Dumbledore at the height of anger. And he said that was the most scary thing in the world. And Vol even so scary that Voldemort is afraid of it as well. Yeah. You know, Voldemort is terrified of Dumbledore because he knows exactly. that in one foul swoop, he could execute his entire army. Of Death Eaters, absolutely. Of Death Eaters and, you know, magical beings. You know, Dumbledore could wreak all kinds of havoc. And I love that because that's a shift. And we see, finally, we see an explosion within Dumbledore of anger yeah. and regret. You know, he, he knows what Bartimus Crouch Jr., under the guise of Alistair Moody, did. Yeah. He effectively led to the death of Cedric. Yeah. You know, a young lad, and Dumbledore is angry, and I think that makes him vulnerable. Yeah. And I think that's something he doesn't want to be. Yeah. But we see exactly. that huge shift, you know, as we go through. Um, anger leads to lack of control. I mean, oh, yeah. If there's something Albus loves, is control. Yeah, Dumbledore uh, needs to be in control, I exactly. think, the situation he's. That's why he's uh, so passive. Because, oh, yeah. You he's know, the puppeteer, he's, isn't he? He's the kind of that, like, thinks then thinks about what he's thinking yeah then formulates a plan then slowly acts the plan oh yeah um, he's that kind of person he's not he's not a passionate um person no not at all i um well don't get me wrong there's a lot of passion within albus but not in the way he acts not in the way he acts at all i think he's yeah it's a very strange thing that albus stumbledore has isn't it yeah it's very strange his way of thinking his way of being yeah I think, yeah, that's going to be... I think later on in book five, I think at the end of book five, we see another sort of big shift, don't we? Like, he, he know, you know, Sirius has died on yeah. his watch. All the Death Eaters... I always love the bit where he goes to the fight and Harry immediately thinks we're saved because Dumbledore just goes yeah. running down the step, just attacking Death Eaters, you yeah. know, but he failed to save Sirius. Yeah. Again, another regret, which yeah. leads him on to book six, you know, and what happens between book five and six. You know? Exactly. Um, the thing about book six is that suddenly we learn about something that Albus kind of knew uh, or suspected all along, that it's about these deathly hallows, you know? Um, yeah. Um, I mean... Wait, we, the Horcruxes was... Yeah, 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 yeah sorry, the Horcruxes. Whoa. Yeah, the, the Horcruxes. Yeah. Um, we, we learn about all of these, and um, we suddenly Dumbledore has this black hand, and yeah. we don't know nothing about this, so... Um, it's it's interesting to see how much we the reader are kept in the shadows mm, about yeah. uh, what Dumbledore is about. Yeah. So Dumbledore is so secretive that even the reader does not know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? That's really interesting to think about that. You know, I love that. Also, I love the fact that even even like in that moment, 
you know, where, where we even when we don't know what's going on, it's great to have that suspicion of you know what did Dumbledore do? What kind of pain could have Dumbledore yeah. gone through to have you know sliced this Horcrux yeah. to destroy this Horcrux? And I think that's when his mission begins, and I think from then on, it's not necessarily. I, I don't really want to use this phrase but a suicide mission almost like yeah. he knows he's going to die in the attempt well, to yeah, destroy yeah. Voldemort he knows that but he knows he's set Harry's plans and Snape's plans in action yeah it's like um, he's he's woven this whole like intricate little thing together yeah exactly. without knowing anything which I think is quite scary I, I think he may die a little bit prematurely I think he dies without completing his uh, his, his ultimate mission, yeah. plan um <clears throat> however um as you said he 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 knows he has to die and when somebody knows they have to die and they, they, they understand the ultimate sacrifice, sacrifice that they have to give, you know, this phrase resonates in my head, which is a phrase that you've been saying during these two episodes quite, quite a lot, and that is, for the greater good. Yes, that's which, exactly it. Yeah. Which leads me to, again, Grindelwald. Yes, there we go. So we, it's all tying in together now, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. It's all um, of that together. Um, so I think he, he just, you know, looks at everything that he has to do and says, you know what, it's worth it. Yeah. My life, finally, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. I've been stumbling from my dad going into prison, my mom dying, my, my sister dying in front of me. Um, he's estranged my, from his brother. My broken family. Um, the love of my life is in prison because I put him there. Yeah. Because, you know, um, he was a, a sociopath. Yeah. Not a psychopath, but a sociopath. Yeah. And, 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 and I've been a broken man all my life. But now, this is the chance. Yeah. For the, die, for the greater good. Exactly. That's wow. That's beautiful. That's really, really. That's this is such sad, an awesome way. It's incredibly sad. It's incredibly sad because he knows that you know. Again, for the greater good, he has yeah. to sacrifice. You know, I think he's. I think he's very aware of sacrifice, and I think that's something that we, I think, don't quite get. I think as readers, I think yeah. we because us as people, us as humans, now yeah. we don't have that kind of the ideals of you know. For the greater good, we don't have the ideals of you must create sacrifice. Well, I mean, you and I have been having live, you know, we've 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 experienced relatively cushioned lives. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, we live in a Western world where, like, you know, we we don't have to worry about things. Yeah, exactly. At that level, um, so so you know, these people who live through these kind of periods yeah. of like proper hardship. And no, I don't mean poverty, but I mean more in this case, you know, um, understanding that there's something above everything, above oh, the yeah. banality of life. There is something that you have to strive for, that you have to fight for. And, and that that's the kind of feeling, uh, you know, what Albus is displaying here is the kind of feeling, is the kind of um, behavior that moves mountains. Oh, yeah. You know, behavior that like Mahatma Gandhi had, behavior that the great, humans that we talk about yes exactly um, yeah yeah um which is um finally i'm starting to understand him um i i, I start to understand him as the flawed human that he is a massively flawed human being um, i think and i think harry respects that about yeah him. and i respect him enough to I think give his son his name ha yeah harry might be frustrated by the fact that he's flawed oh yeah but because i think he sees everyone sees him as just like you said, as a god, everyone yeah. sees him as the the problem solver. You know, he. Yeah, yeah. No one has. Everyone yeah. sort of thinks that. Everyone thinks, oh, Dumbledore. Just like you said, we're saved. Yeah. Because he sees Dumbledore. You know, it, it's that kind of crazy 
you know, thing that they have that, you know, they, they think that he's the override. Like McGonagall, for instance, didn't know how Hogwarts would run without him. Everyone exactly. says, how would it run without him? She was scared because she'd lost her confidence, her her best friend, yeah. in a way, in a way, you know. And, and her pastor, you know, her leader. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of interesting how uh, much we humans put our hopes in somebody else. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, isn't it? Like it. Um, but, you know, did Albus put his hopes in somebody else? Maybe in, potentially in Snape and Harry. Not really hopes. He he laid down the foundations for them. I but I think he put his hopes in Grindelwald. And I think he put his hopes in Snape and Harry. I think I think you had it right in the the first place. You know, uh, um, in Snape and Harry. Yeah, I think that's he, interesting. Yeah. He looks at Snape and he looks at Harry and said, "You also have something to fight for. Yeah, you've lost more than I've lost. Even though Dumbledore has lost incredibly much, Harry has lost." Also, more his life has been, you know, touched defined, hasn't and it? defined. Yeah. And Snape's life has also been defined. So he looks at them too. He looks at Snape. He looks at Harry, and he sees his own reflection. Oh yeah. And he goes, "Maybe I die, but I know this feeling of moving mountains. This feeling of yeah. for the greater good does not die with me. No, no, no. It lives in you, Severus. It lives in you, Harry. That's brilliant. Yeah. And and you know, when when you fight for me, you live as I lived." Yeah, and, and and you remember me, and I still leave. Yeah, you know? exactly, and that's that's really that's really powerful. That's very very powerful because I think that's yeah, that's something that Harry I suppose lives by because he he was more fortunate. He could able he was able to live with the one that he loved. He was able to go on and live with Ginny and have children through her and Ron and Hermione and Neville and and, and Hannah and all that. You know them those sort of relationships. You know they were able to live their lives exactly to full. Dumbledore was lonely. Dumbledore was hell of you know lonely. Like imagine that just you know having that. Which constant, you know, reminder that you could have had what you loved, but exactly, you couldn't. Exactly. And he, that's how he's opposite to Snape. Snape lived with the burden of the fact that he let Lily down, yeah. but he loved her all the same. And I absolutely love that. That's yeah. something I'd want to live my own life by. I live my own life but, by that. You know, as you post these, now I understand why Dumbledore trusts Snape so much. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I get that. Now I understand it. You know, I've always seen. Oh, Dumbledore just—he's a sucker for second chances. And yeah. It's not. He's not a sucker for chances for second chances at all. He's not a sucker at all. No. He just looks at Snape and says, "At some degree, I know what you're going through." Oh yeah. You know, at, at obviously some degree because the circumstances are different. But like Snape, I know what you're going through, and I know you're not gonna let me down. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel how you feel. Although it's, it's so horrible, it must be, because obviously he's hated by the woman he loved, Dumbledore's hated by the man that he loved. You know, it's like, what? It's so horrible, isn't it? It's it heartbreak. Is, it it's is. magic at its most powerful, I think, is when you add love. Yeah. It's exactly. magic at, it, at its and most powerful. Th these are the kind of things you don't realise when you're a, a youngster reading the books. Yeah. Because, um, hmm. yeah, I'm quite sure you read them also when you were quite young. Yes, um, I did, someday. yes. Um, and you don't realise about those things and then later on you analyse and you, you realise how... It's that naivety of being young, isn't it? Of, yeah. Obviously we are, we're still young now. Yeah, of course. But of course. We, as, we, as we are getting older, we're in our 20s, you know, we're, we're starting to see the world in a very different way. We're starting to see everything in a very different yeah. way. There's shifts, there's paradigms in life that change. Hmm. And I think we, we, we're starting to see and, that now. And you know what makes me wonder? I wonder how much thought JK put in this. I wonder if her writing is just a reflection of humanity. I um, think it or is. I wonder she just went, I'm going to make this character so, um, you know, deconstructed. So, so It's the lesson that we all needed to learn. I yeah, think. I think so. And I, I think um, she just 
data reflection of humanity yeah. you know um it came out of her and it was it was it was it's beautiful you know it is isn't it it's beautiful it's beautiful that somebody can um, pose those intricate characters um that teaches all different lessons it's it's a fantastic job yeah, it is. She's done a beautiful job, especially on Dumbledore, because I think very, very different Snake. Very, different very, snake. very. Massively yeah. different. We're, you know, we're knuckling down to something very different now, which I really like. And, of course, we're going to be exploring other characters in our next episode, you know, to see where we can go from there. Yeah. But I think, you know, Snape is such a... Sorry, uh, Dumbledore is such a, a flawed human for all his accomplishments. He's got, you know, Orders of Merlin. He's yeah. got awards. He's got honours. He's written, you know, essays yeah, yeah, and papers that have been published by notable, you know, alumni and, and yeah. uh, academics of the wizarding world. Yeah. And I think that's something we also get a slice of in the final book, is when we find out about this, that there's this whole world outside Hogwarts, you know, for the academic, which yeah. I really like, you know, like New Scamander and Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see what Fantastic Beasts 2 have in offer, because obviously yeah. we see Jude Law um, as Dumbledore. I do, I do propose to you these. Adam. Mm -hmm. So right now um, we are approaching maybe the end of this chapter about okay. Dumbledore. Um, but however, I would like to redo this um, once we see him in um, Fantastic Beasts too. Yeah, um, we that will, would be really interesting. Because we'll gain a deeper understanding of the character, right? We will see him young, uh, played by none other than Jude Law. Yeah. Um, so I, I pose a redo of this um, dissection later on yeah but we dissected about Dumbledore at that time I yeah, think that'd be course. really interesting because he'll be very young and the, and the films will go up to 1945 yeah. won't they yeah and it's good because we got it's, you know that's a huge part exactly. of the story who knows for all we know we can arrive to a different conclusion right we could arrive to a very different conclusion. We, it may all be completely different. I, That's what I love about Harry Potter. I kind of hope so, yeah. <laughs> My hope is different because yeah. I love that idea of being proved, you know, there's something different. I like yeah. that. And it's good, I think, for our listeners out there, it's good that we start these debates and, you know, yeah. have these debates, uh, you know, with your other Harry Potter friends, see what exactly. they think, see what their views are uh, and let us know what they are. Exactly. I think that'll be really awesome. So, um, once again, I would like to finish this with um, the same exercise that we uh, did uh, about Snape at the end of the chapter, mm -hmm. and that is, Adam, mm. what was the first impression that you got about Dumbledore? When you first read, uh, when you were a little kid and you read uh, book one, and suddenly you encountered Dumbledore? Well, he was a very... When I first encountered Dumbledore, immediately I thought of a grandfather or a, a jovial figure, if you will. Um, almost like the Father Christmas of the story, the <laughs> older, older, older man figure, you know, yeah. an, an elderly male figure, you know. Again, I didn't quite grasp the idea of power at such a young age. I hadn't got that grasp. But I can remember my mum reading it to me and just thinking, wow, this guy's cool. Like, he seems like a very jovial, you know. And obviously, as the books went on, we sort of slowly started to get little snippets of it a little bit more. And as I got older, I began to appreciate just how powerful he is. So I think, you know, a very jovial... Very different to how I feel now about him. Yeah, well, how do you feel now? Now that I'm older, now that we've done this, now that, you know, we, we've really dissected it, again, I have so much respect for Dumbledore. I really do. Like, I have a respect yet a fear for him. Yeah. I'm quite fearful for Dumbledore, you know, of Dumbledore. Yeah. He's powerful and he's magical and he's all these great things in one package and it's 
scary really isn't yeah, it yeah yeah how someone could be affected by that how about you what's your what are your views on dumbledore now what how um, do you so what's uh, different what's changed i think um i've gone through a little bit of a transition right um when it comes to dumbledore i know in last chapter i was confused and angry at him and now i just he he teaches us about something greater than ourselves mm. and it teaches us about carry on striving forward oh and, yeah and i I, I read about him and I talk about him now and there's just one feeling that I feel and that is this overwhelming sense of I'm nothing in comparison with him. Can can hopefully one day I'll be able to sacrifice not not in the same way hopefully. Um but uh, yeah. I, I hope I don't have to die. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean like I, I wish I was able, if put in the same situation, to sacrifice myself for the greater good. Um, you know, he yeah, I, is, I get that. It's yeah. such a selfless act that um, you know. I, I I hope one day I'm able to be as selfless as he yeah, was. I do too. You know, because he teaches us about self selflessness, and he teaches us about understanding that we are just one but there are many oh yeah and 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 that is a beautiful um, beautiful aspect of humanity that we must not forget um, oh, yeah. you know that humans are able to be compassionate humans are able to understand that like the needs of many are important and 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 that's fantastic also he teaches us about how flawed great people are oh yeah you know it teaches us about these uh, again this beautiful duality of like you must be the smartest person in the wizarding world uh, but you're just a stupid human yeah. just like everybody else exactly and and that is endearing and beautiful it is very beautiful when we think about that yeah um yeah god that's yeah that's really wrapped us up really well yeah i really enjoyed that yeah cool well listeners let us know what you think uh, comment below, send us an email, um, talk to your friends about it, let us know what they think, you know, Instagram, social media, all of that. Just let us know what you think and share this among, among yeah, you guys and um, start a discussion. Exactly. Just, I would like to know, um, what was your first impression of Dumbledore? Mm. And after uh, listening to our podcast, I would also love to know what's your first impression, well, not your first impression, but your impression now. Has it changed? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would, we would love to know about that. So please send us your comments. Let us know what's going on. Uh, once again, I would like to thank uh, our social media manager Katie Lee Jones our music producer Alexander Baham and I would love to thank you listener yes um, for listening to us yeah listen to us talking about this and starting a discussion yourselves that would be really lovely Fantastic. and thank you for joining us on this journey uh, we'll be back again soon with another story with another podcast another character for us to to think about and to us to get our heads around um, but in the meantime guys share this among your friends Get on there on social media and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Keep being magic, guys. Keep being magical.